Welcome to another edition of Alternative News. You are listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 on the AM dial, streaming live on 3cr.org.au or on 3CR Digital in Melbourne. I'm Romina Betsin from the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament. Today on Alternative News, I will speak about Move the Nuclear Weapons Money, US Marines Deployment to Darwin, COVID-19 and who is helping who, some Australian community responses to the coronavirus crisis, housing affordability and homelessness. Move the Nuclear Weapons Money. Move the Nuclear Weapons Money is a campaign involving legislators, religious leaders, youth and other civil society activists all over the world, taking action to cut nuclear weapons budgets and investments in nuclear weapons and redirect these budgets and investments to instead support peace, climate protection, ending poverty and achieving the Sustainable Development Goals. CICD was involved when Move the Money campaign started a few years ago. We will continue to campaign with all other peace groups to put pressure on our government to shift the military spending into a much-needed health and security. The biggest threats facing humanity are the coronavirus, climate crisis and major nuclear weapons. Our government continues to allocate $250 billion to purchase military hardware, F-35s and submarines, and to upgrade the Tyndall runway and facilitates for U.S. bombers. All this in response to the push from United States military through the U.S.-Australia alliance to prepare for a false and manufactured military threat. U.S. Marines deployment to Darwin. CICD welcomed the news on the 30th March announcement by the Defence Minister cancelling the United States Marines deployment to Darwin at this time. Stationing United States troops on our soil with our ADF for a war against the enemies of the United States is not for our protection. Instead, it makes Australia a missile target for enemies. The Force Posture Agreement, which underpins the United States deployment to the Northern Territory and provides the United States military access to our naval ports for their ships and Air Force runways, for their bombers together with the other U.S. military bases on our soil, such as their Satellite Intelligence Communications Facility at Pine Gap and Northwest Cape Nuclear Marine Communications Station, which means Australia has sacrificed sovereignty to a foreign power. Australia is perceived to be a military base for the United States in the Indo-Pacific. Australia is tied into the war plans of the United States, a first step to reversing this situation can be by the termination of the Force Posture Agreement and making this cancellation of deployment of U.S. Marines to Darwin permanent. Divest military spending to address the real threat to our health and security. COVID-19 and who is helping who? The Russian army began flying medical help to Italy to battle 
COVID-19, a goodwill gesture labelled from Russia with love. China's President Jinping said in a call with Donald Trump, China to share all its information on coronavirus. With the United States, he said China and the US should unite to fight the deadly coronavirus pandemic and called for the US to improve relations. He also called for the two countries to work together to tackle the virus and said Beijing wishes to continue sharing all information and experience with the US. Cuba has sent medical team to Venezuela and Italy. China has sent medical team to Italy and Venezuela and Iran. Unity, solidarity, caring and respecting each other is important during this COVID-19. Some Australian community responses to the coronavirus crisis. Here in Australia, many grassroots community networks of tens of thousands of members started campaigning on social media to connect people and communities with each other and organise mutual support and solidarity. The mutual solidarity networks have built extensive resource information database and organising financial and material assistance for people in isolation, food deliveries, taking dogs for walks, sending birthday messages to children, leaving toys at the front of the houses, cooking food, exchanging information and providing updated medical and health information, and holding discussions about actions people can take collectively, for example, freeze on rents and mortgages, increasing pensions, looking after stood-down workers and their families. Questions are asked about the underfunded public health system, shortages of medical and health equipment, masks, ventilators, scrubs, and admiration for our frontline health and medical workers, putting theirs and their families' health and lives at risk. These online community solidarity groups include Westside Melbourne Coronavirus, Northside Melbourne Coronavirus, the Kindness Pandemic Network, and many others across the country. Housing Affordability and Homelessness The following is the latest instalment of a monthly digest of interesting articles, research reports, policy announcements, and other material relevant to housing, stress, affordability, and homelessness. Although housing affordability and homelessness have featured less in the news, over the past month due to our almost exclusive and understandable focus on the COVID-19 pandemic, there is doubt that the already difficult plight of those suffering housing stress or homelessness has been made substantially worse by the virus. Over 3 million Australians locked into poverty. The latest ACOS and New South Wales Sydney annual poverty report shows that 3.24 million Australians are living below the poverty line, measured at $457 per week in 2017 and 18 for a single adult, including more than three quarters of a million children. These statistics amount to more than 
one in eight adults and one in six children in Australia. Our poverty rate is worse than in most wealthy countries, including New Zealand, Germany and Ireland. Leaders from a range of large community sector organisations, including Anglicare, Vinnie's and Mission Australia, took the opportunity to remind government that one of the key solutions to our poverty blight is greater investment in social and affordable housing to ensure everyone has a safe place to call home and help avoid low-income earners falling into homelessness. U.S. Sanctions on Iran The United Nations call for a global ceasefire will require foreign military forces to be sent back to their home countries. The huge financial and technological resources and costs invested in wars have to be directed to the underfunded and under-resourced public health systems desperately battling with the deadly coronavirus. U.S. sanctions on Iran on life-saving drugs are leading Iran into a humanitarian catastrophe, making it impossible for regular Iranians to have access to essential drugs during the COVID-19 pandemic. The Iranian Foreign Minister Javad Zarif has said the illegal blockade of Iran's financial resources by the sweeping U.S. sanctions makes access to drugs and medical equipment impossible. He continued to say, fight the virus, not us. This is leading to a humanitarian catastrophe, noting that Washington's campaign of maximum pressure on Tehran undermines the Islamic Republic's efforts in treating COVID-19 patients and slowing down the spread of the deadly virus. Javad Zarif stressed that the threat of U.S. sanctions forces banks to avoid dealing with Iran and prompts European medical companies to refuse to sell vital equipment to Iran. Javad Zarif is calling on the world community to come to its senses and help Iran against the U.S. sanctions. The raging pandemic did not stop the U.S. from ramping up sanctions against Iran. The most recent batch of restrictions was imposed only last week. The U.S. had earlier stated that the sanctions' goal is to destroy Iran's oil trade, among other things. Earlier this month, U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo called the Iranian leadership an accomplice of the coronavirus, accusing it of incompetence in handling the outbreak. The Iranian Foreign Minister Javad Zarif argued that Tehran has a strong health care system, but severe sanctions by Washington are decimating its finances. The American policy of maximum pressure hampers Iranian exports, while Iran has fewer and fewer sources of investment. Every country in the world must be willing to assist Iranians with much-needed medical drugs and equipment and share responsibility for this catastrophe. The U.S. and its allies must place lives above politics. Countries are simply too scared of U.S. terrorism. The regime in Washington will maliciously sanction friends and adversaries. United Nations Secretary General 
Antonio Guterres issued a call on Monday, 23rd of March, urging countries and people from all corners of the world to join forces to battle the coronavirus. UN urges fight virus, not wars. United Nations calls for immediate global ceasefire on major wars, end the sickness of war and fight the disease. As the COVID-19 pandemic progresses, the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights, Michelle Bachelet, on Tuesday 24th March, called for an easing of sanctions against countries such as Iran to allow their medical systems to fight the disease and limit its global spread. COVID-19 has affected nearly 190 countries. Michelle Bachelet feared sanctions could also impact medical efforts in Cuba, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, DPRK, Venezuela and Zimbabwe. She also said the majority of these states have frail or weak health systems. Progress in upholding human rights is essential to improve those systems, but obstacles to the import of vital medical supplies, including overcompliance with sanctions by banks, will create long-lasting harm to vulnerable communities. Michelle Bachelet urged the world leaders to come together at this time as no country can combat the pandemic alone. CICD supports the call by the United Nations for an immediate global ceasefire on wars across the world and end the sanctions on Iran, Cuba, People's Republic of Korea, Venezuela and Zimbabwe. Thank you for listening. That's all we have time for today. Tune in again next week for another edition of Alternative News brought to you from 3CR Community Radio 855 on the AM dial, streaming live on 3cr.org.au or on 3CR Digital in Melbourne. I'm Romina Betsin from the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament. Our telephone number at Trades Hall is 0414 352542 and our email address is peacecentre at cicd.org.au You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.